This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, October 26th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. EJ's I Dirty Farm Trucks. Moffitt returns to California. And FMC tackles unreasonable refusals to ship U.S. ag. EJ's target dirty trucks on small farms. California's advanced clean truck rule passed in 2020 was not aggressive enough to assuage environmental justice concerns. Along with a zero-emission sales mandate, the regulation requires larger companies to report on fleet operations. According to Chris McLaughlin of the Western Ag Processors Association, advocacy groups are now aggressively calling on the Air Resources Board to expand those requirements to small farms and operations. McLaughlin told AgriPulse that trucks hauling from field to processor, storage, or ports are being labeled dirty trucks. We think that CARB is definitely going to be targeting everyone else in the next couple of years with Advanced Clean Trucks 2.0, he said. You can read about CARB's upcoming Advanced Clean Fuel Regulation in the AgriPulse West newsletter. It's due later this morning. Moffitt to visit California for school food agreement. USDA Undersecretary Jenny Lester Moffitt will be in Winters this afternoon to announce a new local food for schools cooperative agreement with California. The program awards states up to $200 million for purchasing locally sourced food to distribute to schools and as food assistance. In the wake of pandemic-induced supply chain disruptions, USDA is seeking to build more resilience into local food hubs while bolstering historically underserved producers. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision, Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. FMC tackles unreasonable refusals to ship U.S. ag exports. The Federal Maritime Commission is now tackling one of the trickiest tasks needed to implement the Ocean Shipping Reform Act, that deciding how to define unreasonable in order to prevent ocean carriers from unreasonably refusing to deliver U.S. farm exports to their destinations. Decisions will need to be made on a case-by-case basis on what is reasonable, but FMC is also proposing criteria that need to be set to ensure that refusals by carriers are, quote, connected to a legitimate business decision or motivated by legitimate transportation factors. But the FMC, in its call for public feedback on the proposed rule to define unreasonable, also stressed that commercial convenience alone is not a reasonable a reasonable basis for a common carrier's refusal to deal or negotiate. A common carrier granting special treatment to one party over another because that party is a regular customer is likewise likely to be viewed as unreasonable. The International Dairy Foods Association says it is not satisfied and complained that FMC 
despite the title of the proposed rule, still has not defined unreasonable. Instead, IDFA said its uh, feedback comments that FMC notes that every situation is case and fact specific and subject to an analysis of several listed factors, as well as potentially other factors that are not listed, but which the commission could find relevant. Regional Networks to Assist New Organic Transition Program As a part of USDA's food system transformation efforts, the agency is establishing cooperative agreements in six regions across the United States for the Organic Transition Initiative, that Transition to Organic Partnership Program, or TOP. Organizations participating in the partnership network will work together to establish and to administer a farmer-to-farmer mentorship program, providing direct farmer training, education, and outreach activities. These activities will help transitioning and recently transitioned producers who face technical, cultural, and market shifts during the transition period and the first few years of the organic certification. The organic community is known for strong local collaboration and providing farmer-to-farmer support. USDA Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs, Jenny Lester Moffitt, said... TOP will build on this spirit while bringing organic to new communities of farmers and consumers. NMPF calls for milk pricing reforms. The National Milk Producers Federation leadership has formally adopted a plan to overhaul the milk pricing system in federal milk marketing orders. Among other things, the group wants to scrap a key change in the 2018 Farm Bill. Under that provision, the price paid for fluid milk, Class 1, must now be at least 74 cents a hundred over an average of the price for Class 3, that's milk sold for cheese, and Class 4, butter and milk powder. That change was intended to provide companies buying fluid milk with more predictability in pricing, but it backfired on many milk producers during the pandemic. We have made tremendous progress and are moving forward with the strong level of consensus in the producer community that we will need to achieve our goals of modernization, said NMPF President and CEO Jim Mulhern. The broader industry remains divided over whether and what reforms are needed. School bus rebates of $913 million will mostly fund electric vehicles. Electric school buses will make up the vast majority of about 2,500 vehicles funded with almost uh, $900 million from the bipartisan infrastructure law passed a year ago. The White House is announcing that today. Vice President Kamala Harris will be in Washington state to say that 389 school districts in 50 states and the District of Columbia will receive $913 million to buy the buses. 95% of which will be electric. An EPA official on a press call yesterday said about a 100 of the buses would be fueled by propane auto gas and a very small number by compressed natural gas. School districts identified as priority areas serving low-income, rural, and or tribal students make up 99% of the projects that were selected. Well, here's today's She Said It. Mother Nature always promises a harvest dance, and 2022 did not disappoint. 
that Carissa Cruz, president of the Sonoma County Wine Growers, describing how a September heat spike kept farmers on their toes. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, October 26th, brought to you by Robin AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Valley.